What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast, back at you with another episode. No, this is not Dave. This is Craig the British Bulldog, along with Jess, the Total Package, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today, we're talking a very special emergency podcast, Jess. We are less than 24 hours from the WWE's Royal Rumble 2022 from San Antonio, if you haven't watched the show and you don't like spoilers, stop now because all we're going to do is spoil and go over everything and every match and every moment and letting everyone out there know how the opening leg of the road to WrestleMania goes Hollywood handled the road. Um, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Watch us in person on video and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Our Wrestling Channel, and like, follow, and connect with the guys at Instagram and Twitter on OWP2019. I miss Dave. Um, but Jess, uh, why are we here, buddy? It's a Sunday night. Um, uh, I just want to, I'm trying to be topical, you know, just trying real yeah. hard. I'm sure, I'm sure John Boy's fucking Royal Rumble 23 reviews already been out. It was out like five minutes after the pay-per-view went off the air. And he right. was telling everybody about how he would have done it. And he, everybody should do it the way he wants it, I'm sure. So if you've already listened to those, that's fine. You can just listen to ours, which we're a little <laughs> bit, you know, more articulate, I think. And we, you know, we have nice professional backgrounds up. I don't have my nose diaper on like I did for Unscripted, so I feel better about that. So I can actually, well, I'm, I'm, I actually look semi-normal. Yep. You sound good, too. And I speak for everyone yeah. that um, we didn't like that model I stock guy, so we're glad to see your shining face. But, uh, yeah, we did, did the road to WrestleMania started last night. We are recording this on Sunday, January the 29th. The Royal Rumble was January the 28th. Uh, you probably won't hear this. I'm going to release it early. I'm going to go ahead and make an executive decision. Instead of releasing this on Tuesday, I'm going to make my life easier and release it on Monday. So we're semi-topical. So we're just going to go over, grade the matches. We'll talk about, uh, you know, about everyone and their mom went ahead and hyped up the event in their mind. Uh, if you listen to everybody else, Goldberg, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, yep. uh, we're all going to be in the Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, One Man Gang, Repo Man, anybody else you could think yep. of were supposed to be in the Royal Rumble this year. If you listen to, like, everybody that absolutely knows nothing about the inner workings of wrestling, that was going to. Right. We'll talk about that, too, because I tried to – I stayed off social media all day, like you said you were going to, because I didn't want spoilers. But then I, I made the mistake of going on this morning after the event was over and just looking at – I just hate people sometimes. I just hate – I know everyone's yeah. entitled to their opinion, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, there's no force in the universe that can stop some people from letting their opinion yeah. out. Because some of it's just like, what are you talking about? Like, how can you not be happy with this Royal Rumble? Now, I'm not saying everything was perfect. And we'll talk about that. I'm just suggesting overall, I don't know how you could be unhappy with this Royal Rumble. Do I rank this in the greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-views of all time? Probably not. But um, uh, I would say no overall for pay-per-view beginning to end. But I think one match I probably rank up there is like one of the greatest Royal Rumble matches of all time. We'll talk about that too. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, maybe people yeah. are on the other side wishing I would shut up about my opinion, but whatever. We would try to sound like Dave. Yeah. The date was January the 28th, 2023. The city is San Antonio, Texas at the Alamo Dome. They had, well, I'm just going to go off the Wikipedia attendance. Ever, you know, Meltzer will just fight this to his dying day. Uh, WWE reported attendance is 51,338. Triple H did say at the, uh, the media scrum, which is dumb when AEW does it, but cool when WWE does it, apparently. Uh, Triple H at the press conference or media scrum or whatever you want to call it last night said that it uh, shattered all previous Royal Rumble uh, gate records. So uh, good for WWE. Even to today, they're still breaking records and doing some cool stuff. 
So uh, that is the stage that we're going to set. I really don't care like who does the commentating. I know, and, and I, that's why I appreciate Dave more. I'll do the English commentators: Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and the surprise return, Craig's favorite, at McAfee, which was kind of a fun moment when he came down. He got a pop, by the way, when McAfee yeah, came out. He did. So that was really cool to hear his voice again and him ripping on Michael Cole. And at one point in time, he called Michael Cole a booze bag, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Like I laughed so many times at Pat McAfee mm-hmm. uh, during uh, the evening. Uh, Mike Rome is the ring announcer for the uh, men's Royal Rumble match, and we had Samantha Irvin, uh, the SmackDown, and then the women's uh, Rumble match. Nobody cares about the referees. Uh, I think Michael go. Cole was genuinely surprised. I think Pat McAfee said like they genuinely surprised him. So because he yeah, was a little was like, like overboard. Buddy, what are you talking Cole. about, buddy? Like you, I just I just skyped you earlier today or something like that or earlier yeah. tonight before or something. So I, that's kind of fun. And I, really I hope liked, he was actually yeah, yeah because like they seem like they, they genuinely cool. like each other. So. Um, that's really really cool. And, and I was texting the the, the guys uh, and saying Pat McAfee looks jacked on his show, so I thought he was going to be in the Rumble. So I was like, "Oh, is he number one?" And then I was like, "Oh no, of course, duh, he hasn't started. <laughs> He's coming out to commentate." So the uh, the first match is going to be the men's Royal Rumble thirty man over the top rope the battle royal uh, for the winner who will get a championship match at WrestleMania thirty nine. It lasted an hour and 11 minutes and 42 seconds. And let me just say before I get into who won and then who uh, had star performances, somebody shattered the longest uh, time to be in a men's Royal Rumble record this year. And it was pretty impressive. So we'll get to that, too. Um, I give this match a, a solid A minus. I really liked it. I was texting everybody back and forth while I was watching it uh, going like, man, like, um, uh, like this rumble's going by really fast. And then Dave, I think, was timing it and said, like, it's 90 second intervals, which I do kind of like. However, the entrance away is so long by the time someone gets down to the ring and then they wanted to do a little bit of like character work, you know, like to push a storyline over. I think that um, it was like almost too fast. It's like, by the, I think Craig, you texted too. Like, by the time they get down there and get their shit off and get in the ring, the countdown's already starting for the other person. But as the yeah. Royal Rumble went on, I was like, this is moving fast. There was no boring, there was no downtime for me, and I really liked it. And then the big storylines that they had to pay off, and we'll talk about some big moments and stuff. I'll let you hit on some of those, uh, were awesome. So I give it a solid A minus, man. Did I say A minus before? I think I said A minus before. I'm coming off coding. Um, you did. So uh, I, I think it was really good. I, I really enjoyed this Rumble match. And as far as Rumble matches are concerned, it ranks in my top 10. Like, no problem. That's cool. Um, yeah, I gave it a B plus. Um, uh, at first, I was like, "Why are they going with?" And it, it all makes sense to the end of it. Like, I have to. They had to end with the main event, obviously, in Royal Rumble after everything we've seen and read. So that wouldn't have made sense to finish with the men's Rumble there after that, um, after the end of it. But and I guess this was the place for it. Um, but yeah, an hour and eleven went super fast. Um, and I, I wouldn't, have th- I would have thought there'd be a lot more people that went more than, uh, as you were saying earlier, that record of Gunther comes in first and then last and is the act, the ultimate Iron Man of every Rumble in the longest in history, which is absolutely crazy, but very cool. Um, um, but uh, they're they've perfected kind of telling the story and get letting everyone get their stuff in, and there's always like the mid Rumble kind of lull, and I don't even kind of really recall that in here. I like, don't at all. And there was. Yeah. No, it's it's just so cool. Um from you know from 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 the moments but uh I was just like as you said earlier just like everyone kind of overanalyzing it and wanting every single person to return. So there was part of me that was like 
when is Stone Cold coming? When is Rock coming? When are the Young Bucks and Brian Hangman from AEW going to come in? When is Kota Ibushi's music going to hit or yeah. like whatever? Like it was just so ridiculous. And then at some point, you just know you're never going to be happy as a wrestling fan or whatever. It's just like calm down, enjoy the show. And, and heaven to that forbid, end, like you know, heaven forbid that they focus on today's talent. My God, why would they? Like. When they do it, it's like when they don't do it, people are like, they had way too many like surprise retired guys coming in there, blah, blah, blah. They took away from the young talent. Gee, Vince, no wonder why. And then nowadays, it's like now they're actually focusing on all of their young talent. One of them shattered the record uh, this year. And everyone now is like, what the fuck? No Stone Cold. No Randy Orton. No <laughs> this person. No that person. I mean, Randy Orton's a fair argument, but he, like the Royal Rumble, my enjoyment oh, of yeah, the Royal Randy. Rumble match didn't hinge on Randy Orton returning or not. It would have been a pleasant surprise and a nice pop, but it wasn't something where I'm like, wow, that really derailed the Rumble by not having him come back or whatever. So he might be so injured he can't. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we were all kind of hoping he'd been quiet lately. Randy Orton would have been a cool little surprise and, like I said, a nice little pop moment or whatever. But they busted their ass to make sure that everybody else gave us really good moments. We'll, you know, talk about that, too. If you want to talk about the Logan Paul, which I, some people may not deem him a surprise, but he was a surprise entrant. And him and Ricochet did some crazy shit. Uh, they were both across the ring and they both jumped up on the top rope and springboarded off the top rope and collided in the middle of the ring. And like, that was probably one of the coolest spots ever in a Royal Rumble. I don't know, but I guarantee it's highlight worthy. Oh my goodness. What a collision. What the hell just happened? Did you guys hear that? Uh, somebody noted online that Kofi Kingston and CM Punk did it a few years back at, at an elimination chamber. Probably more than a few oh, years wow. back. And that is true. They did. Um, but, uh, I mean, that was probably like eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that. So, I mean, like, man, it's this was a great, great spectacle. And the entire crowd popped and holy shitted, you know, started the holy shit chants and all that stuff. So that was awesome, man. I was, like, so shocked at that moment. That was really, really fun. Uh, uh, Dominic continues to make me laugh really hard. With anything he does in there, and then coming in there and yeah. just being a chicken shit and not wanting to get in was awesome. Uh, we did have a surprise entrance by Booker T, which I would rather have him not have done it because as he walked out of the ring, I was like, "Man, Booker T looks in great shape for 57." Dave told us he was, and then when he got in the right. ring, he could barely lift his leg to get in the rope. And I was like, "Why yeah. would he like all of his offense derives off his hips? If he can't, if he has bad hips." Why in the world, yeah. like, would you get him in there? And he did the spinner really, and a whole place popped from the spinner Rooney, which is awesome. I love Booker T. You love Booker T. We all love Booker T. But I kind of, Dave said it best. He was like, I'm kind of glad I saw that, but I don't ever want to see it again. To the Royal Rumble matches, number 21 is on the way. Can you dig it, sucker? Yes, the two-time Hall of Famer, the voice of NXT. He was on the kickoff show earlier tonight. Booker must have got that invite. Forget the invite. Booker must have got the right routine. Look at Booker T. Shredded. I thought it was... Uh, did we say I, Cody I jokingly won? said... I, I, did we say Cody won? Cody came in at number 30 and went to the Rumble, if I didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is, uh, obviously, it's Destiny. Uh, apparently, he was selling out merch at the Superstore the whole weekend. He draws number 30 uh, and then has kind of an extended sequence with Gunther at the tail end of it, which, as Jess said over, like, he's like, it was almost like a wrestling match. Like, that that kind of excused Cody coming in at 30 anyway, because he had this long, brutal extended point, sequence that, with Gunther. When I was reading some negative comments, because there's always going to be negative comments, so when I was reading some other negative comments online... And I kind of felt this, not enough to where I'm shitting on the angle, let me be clear with that, but I felt like, man, Cody should have came in at number 30. I kind of feel, even though we all know this is a predetermined sport and all that stuff, you really just give it to him by having him come in at 30. It, but yeah. if if he was going to come in at 30, don't announce him, because not last week, but the previous week on Raw, they announced him coming back. I would have saved him as yeah. a total surprise if you were going to make him number 30, that everybody would have freaked out, you know, but um, they didn't. They announced two weeks ago that he was coming back. So I would put him in at like number 20 or something like that to just to give him if I want to cheer for the underdog who's always fighting from underneath up, especially with this whole legacy story about Dusty and him. Like, I really yeah. want to see Cody struggle because that's what that baby face should do. Giving him number 30 and the biggest pyro and all that stuff is just weird. And I felt like a lot of people It's a little did. too on the nose. Yeah, they said, yeah. like, God, you, did you have to rub it in our face that he was going to win? We all knew it. And I, it made sense because, again, most people's uh, negative comments are just not – there's really no reason for them. They just want to be negative and be negative. But that criticism, it's a touchy – you know, when you're building the face that's going to dethrone Roman, you need to get this right. And with Sammy being hot, first of all, you can't have those two touch. And they were smart not having Sammy in the rumble to, because you didn't want Cody and, and Sammy to touch because you don't want Cody to get booed against Sammy. You just don't want it. Right. And so uh, I think they did right with that. I think Triple H was super smart booking that and everybody that was involved. But um, I don't know. I, I just I, I think the Gunther thing at the very end, but then it almost gets overshine because I'll just get into it. Gunther and Sheamus started out the rumble at number one and number two. And Gunther broke the record. He was in that rumble for one hour, 11 minutes and 40 seconds, which shattered the previous record, I think held by Rey Mysterio. Um, of over an hour. Gunther, eliminating the American Nightmare. One step closer to the American Dream. Here's the winner of the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble match. The American Nightmare. So, uh, and then Sheamus was in there for 52 minutes and 33 seconds. Number three was The Miz. Number four was Kofi Kingston, who for the second year in a row botched his uh, My Feet Didn't Touch the Thing spot. And I don't mean that as a bad thing against Kofi because the way he got rocketed off that ring, he was supposed to land on the office chair and he didn't fucking yeah. didn't because he got catapulted so hard off. There was no way he could have pulled it off. But someone online reminded me last year, the same thing happened. He botched the spot. His feet hit. He didn't get a chance to yeah. make another Kofi not touching the ground moment. Uh, Johnny Gargano was number five. Xavier Woods came in at number six. Uh, Karrion Cross, whose push is over, came in at number seven. I just want to announce. Uh, yep. Chad Gable came in at number eight. Drew McIntyre came in at number nine. Uh, Santos Escobar came in at number 10. Uh, Angelo Dawkins came in at 11. Brock Lesnar came in at 12 and only had like a yep. two minute and 28 second stay until Bobby Lashley mm -hmm. threw him out. Bobby Lashley came in at number 13. But that whole, the, did you see him throw that? Was it the ref that he threw over the goddamn like railing into the crowd? Like <laughs> Lesnar went crazy when he got eliminated. It was funny. He tore the, he took the he, stairs oh. and threw them on the top of the announce table and then grabbed yeah. a referee and threw him over the top, like front barricade into the front row. And yeah. I don't think anyone's ever seen that referee since then. Yeah. Honest. 
He eliminates Gable, Dawkins, Escobar. He, I think he almost kills Gable and Escobar, if I'm not mistaken. Like, literally, like, Santos, Escobar hits his back harder than I've ever seen the velocity on the outside. Uh, and then he takes out... And then he takes out Baron Corbin when he gets yeah. eliminated too by um that, uh, sorry, yeah, jumping the gun. That, that goes into number fourteen. So Lesnar came in at number twelve, but before Corbin could even get down the ring, that's how fast Lesnar got eliminated. And uh he beat the shit out of Corbin, like on his way coming down, yeah. which is kind of funny. Uh number fifteen was Seth freaking Rollins. Uh sixteen was Otis. And little side note, Seth Rollins was in there for 37 minutes, 18 seconds. Uh, Rey Mysterio was supposed to come in at number 17, but he never showed up. And then number 18 was Dominic Mysterio, who came out holding his father's mask. So either he beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio in the back. We'll find out probably on storylines. Or maybe Rey just didn't show up. But uh, all, I, the, all the, I all read the funny that people he online was hurt. Like, Rey should win. They were saying Rey got hurt on the night before in SmackDown. I think he fought Karrion Cross or something, so he might have been legit injured. What a perfect uh, cover-up. So I don't know I mean, how bad. It didn't really do yeah. anything, you know? I mean, unless we got robbed of a Ray and Dominic <laughs> facing off for the first time ever, because Ray refuses to hit his own son. Like, So that's like the whole thing. They could always get that heat back somewhere else. So I look for their yeah, match. Yeah, they've got Mania. time. Yeah, got I look 60 for their days to do it. to be awesome. I, I bet they're going to have a really fucking great match at WrestleMania, so that's exciting. Um, Elias came in at number 19, who unfortunately joins Cross in the your push is over uh, category. And that's a shame because I think Elias is great. Yeah, I like it. It is what it is. Um, You went in long. Yeah. Number 20 is Finn Balor came in at number 20. Booker T came in at 21. Damian Priest, 22. Montez Ford, 23. Edge, 24. Uh, He came in and did 25 Spears. Uh, Craig and Dave thinks he's boring. Um, I do agree with them. I'm just going to have to play the other side of the fence and say he's not boring. Uh, But Edge, you can pretty much call him when he comes out. You're like Spears or Spear and intense face. And that's it. And that was what happened. But Beth Phoenix did He gets top tier pyro. He gets top tier time. He gets top tier, but he's almost. It's a little too much now. He needs to. He's not top tier, which is very, very sad. Right. He still looks great. He he's in great shape, and, and I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be him and Beth again. Well, I don't know actually, because well, we'll talk about we'll talk about this later. Uh, number twenty five, Austin Theory, sporting a brand new beard, came in there. Uh, number twenty six is Omos. Twenty seven is Braun Strowman. Twenty eight was Ricochet. Twenty nine, Logan Paul, and number thirty, Cody Rhodes, who won. Cody was in there fifteen minutes and eight seconds. Um, you can say what you want. I thought it was a really good Royal Rumble. Uh, I think that you have to tell the story. I think there'll be plenty of time. And then they, they're going to flash Dusty Rhodes' face and Cody's bruised uh, pectoral muscle 95,000 times between now and Mania to make make sure that we he is the sympathetic baby face for us. So I have no doubts in uh, how I think all this is going to play out. So we're going to go to the next match. Bray uh, Wyatt defeated LA Knight by pitfall in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. Five minutes and five seconds. I'll let you talk about it, Craig. Um, I'll let you talk about the the what they did to the arena and how they did the lighting and all that stuff. I give this match an F. And uh, I have had enough. And, you know, I don't know if this is Bray's fault. You know, everybody wants to blame Vince for, you know, first it was the pandemic and then it was Vince being an out-of-touch old man. And I think Vince was to a certain extent about a lot of things. However, um, I feel like if, you, if you're going to do this to the Bray Wyatt's character, you're going to fucking kill him. And I just, I hated every minute of this. I give it a fucking F. I'm so done. Like, with their light tricks and, like, all this stuff and this garbage trash, like, with that character, let him get over. When you push the Bray Wyatt family originally, it was awesome. But the second Vince started getting, like, we could do worms in the ring. We could do whatever. And then when he came back as the Fiend, unfortunately, uh, we had the pandemic. So they had to do a lot more video stuff and the Funhouse stuff. 
But I mean, like Vince was going to do this anyway. You know, he was. So I don't know, man, if this was Vince's influence. They had to work the sponsor in. So I'm not even mad about the match title. It's just 50,000 people in an arena and you turn the fucking lights off. Don't ever do that. Stop doing that. Stop it. Stop making it red. Stop making it blue. Stop. Like, you're fu- you are can't see. You can't. And you can't follow. And the whole time I was painfully... I know I said I was going to let you talk, and now I'm just pissed. Um, go ahead. So I give it an F, and I, I don't care if it's too hard or not. I think the match was trash. Yeah, people really, really were hating it uh, online. And were... Good. I... I expected the worst, and so in that respect, I I thought they were actually going to wrestle in the dark or something, and we were, it was going to be like uh, Jake Roberts in the model or whatever. Or uh, in, they make all fifty thousand people couldn't put see sacks each other. on their head. It'd be so funny if it's reversed, yeah. like they make all the audience. We like would, <laughs> yeah, we would just hear sounds or something. Um, on and I don't blame Bray. This is Mountain Dew paid a lot of money. They they were branded. This is why it was the biggest. Uh, Triple H said it in his post match scrum, the post event scrum, where it was the most money they've made from an ad sales perspective. Either Applebee's was on the timer, and God knows how much Mountain Dew paid in. This is like added value, right? So usually when these sponsorships do these, they pay like X million. They do a full campaign with going to be Mountain Dew commercials all over the shows for six months or whatever. Plus this is like um, they get full sponsorship of this Royal Rumble and then probably this gimmick thing. So probably Bray Wyatt was the one that actually fit into the mold. This was probably months in planning because the sponsor's got to be involved. Sorry, Samantha Urban. I had the question asked. What is wrong with his eyes? I don't think LA Knight had a shot tonight. So it it, it it seems like it was rushed. Like it just ends kind of out of nowhere. Uh Bray botches. They couldn't probably couldn't even see and feel in the ring because it's all just dark. So That's Bray slips on the stairs on the biggest spot of the whole thing where LA Knight's supposed to charge through and they hit the table and break the table. And then so it ends very quickly. Um, and then Bray puts like a mask on, which is new, which also glows. And then LA Knight starts to hit him with a kendo stick. And then Uncle Howdy appears in like, I don't know, 20 feet in the air, like Shane, yeah, they Shane go out McMahon to the middle on of the arena and like the electric yeah. boxes or whatever. Like you see Uncle Howdy standing on. So he slams LA Knight on like, well, we did something because it's fucking dark and you can't see. And then uh, Uncle Howdy jumps off the top, misses L.A. Knight, and you can even see that in the dark. Not so much he overshot yep. him, and then flame shot up out of the thing. So it's like, what? Yeah. And there's a camera here? angle on there's a camera angle on Twitter where you can see exactly he were on top of where he fell, so you can see exactly how many feet from L.A. Knight um, missed, Uncle Howdy yeah. hit the elbow. Yeah. So yeah, and then he got the cane effect after that. So yeah. And at match number three, we'll just go on to it. Uh, unfortunately, died a death because of that match being so awful. Uh, Bianca Belair defended her Raw Women's Championship as she defeated Alexa Bliss by pinfall. Seven minutes, 35 seconds. Uh, you know, I mean, what can you say? Like, this was this match was also set up to fail because the other match was so poor. Um, I give it I give it a C. Like, Alexa Bliss, Craig said it best on our text thread. Like, unfortunately, she's run her course. And then... Did you say it on the text message when they're like, here we go again? Like, I'm just trying to forget the Bray Wyatt bullshit from the match before. And then at the end, they start doing callbacks to Uncle Howdy trying to hypnotize Alexa Bliss at the end of this match. And I'm like, and Craig, I think, texted, he's like, oh, this shit again. And I'm like, I know, right? Like, it won't leave us alone. Like, yeah, and a counter now by Bel Air. 
Bounty! Covered by the champion! Belair retains! Here is your winner! And This yeah. fucking shitty Bray Wyatt thing will not stop following us throughout the card. But uh, apparently, Alexa Bliss, they'll have some kind of maybe new Bray Wyatt family, I hope. And it looks like Alexa's going to be part of that, I guess. I don't know. But uh, Bianca got the win. Nobody cared, unfortunately, in the crowd because they were so pissed, probably from the match before. And their eyes were probably uh, damaged from the blacklight. So they were all probably going <laughs> to the bathroom and running into each other in the hallways and getting beer uh -huh. and trying to forget that match ever happened. So unfortunately, as talented as Bianca is, that was fairly solid, but it was like a really good raw match. It wasn't anything that should be on the show. What did you give it, Craig? I gave it a D. I, um, they didn't connect. I was kind of, I was like, why is their chemistry so bad? Um, yeah, Bianca kind of works with everyone, and Alexa can be okay. And but she, has she fallen that much where she she's not even on the same plane as Bianca now? Is very she strange. She was out for a long time with an injury, and then I think other health issues. I don't want to speculate because I'm not sure, but I think there was another health issue that she had. So she hasn't looked right to me since she's come back. So and I think they've been struggling with yeah. her to figure out where she fits in. I agree with that. The next match is the women's uh, 30 women over the top rope Royal Rumble match for a shot at the one of the women's championships. We still have two women's champion. The current champion we just talked about was Bianca and the SmackDown champion is Charlotte, who was not on the card, which was suspicious. Um, and she just made a return to and beat Ronda Rousey. So that's really weird. And Ronda Rousey also not on this card as well. Uh, this match lasted one hour and one minute and three seconds. I'll just say it. Rhea Ripley won uh, by last eliminating Liv Morgan. Um, I give this match, God, like a C plus B minus. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, uh, I wasn't. They're going to have to give more surprises. Or by surprises, I mean at the NXT roster. Because getting 30 women is a lot harder than getting 30 men. So I knew yeah. they were going to empty the NXT locker room uh, by doing this. And really, there's only like three or four NXT stars, to be honest. Because they've really. We haven't really noticed it, but Raw and SmackDown are actually really packed right now with freshly pulled NXT stars. So there was only really like three or four that were still kind of technically in NXT. But I figured as much, you know, like that that's what they were going to have to do to kind of pack this and make it 30. Um, I didn't necessarily want to see the Trish Stratishes or the Lita's or anything like that. Those are nice. But again, they really need to give the women time. So... I just felt like this match had the lull. This match had the mid-rumble lull. This match uh, like was really yeah. boring in the middle, and it was just the women laying all over the ground and nothing happening, and me looking at my watch and me going, God, like, how did the first, the men's one flow so well, and this one is not? And again, what, when you really think about it, what rumble matches were never really great. Like, the first 10 of them in our childhood, they weren't really great at all. Like, they were just guys punching each other and kicking each other and that was it and yeah. like you would pop a little bit at the big stars like hogan and all them when they would come out but like really like it's hard to do a really good rumble and today's standards are so high i think that people um uh forget that i think that people have huge expectations and so when they were looking at this match i thought a lot of people online were like what a shit match and i was like i mean look I don't think it's terrible but i don't think it's wonderful either so that that's right and, and you've got to do two of them like you've got yes. to like and it's a novelty. You crowd. have to do yeah, men and the women. It's yeah. first one was an hour and twenty. Uh, this is, was was a full hour, and we're dude. We're like almost three hours in at this point. Yeah.
as Rhea Ripley becomes just the fourth person in the 35-year history of the Royal Rumble match to go from number one to winning the event and now gets her pick of what champion she wants to face in the main event at WrestleMania. I I did not I I, uh, I gave it a B, which um I I, I I do remember the lull. We were talking about it. I did the whole kind of beginning Dana Brooke. I was like, can we please get that botch machine out of there? Um, but I was entertained enough with Rhea and Liv kind of going the distance. Um, I mean, very strange that both like, so, okay. So in spoiler, so Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan set the longest record for the longest time spent in a women's match too, plus an hour. So on this, on this one card in 2023, now you have both records by men and women destroyed on the yeah. same kind of night. Um, and kind of the same template, like going the distance, um, Liv and Rhea as Gunther, um, and Rhea got her nose busted open, so it was kind of her night, even after taking a really... She takes a pretty big spear on the outside on the concrete carpet by um, by Beth um, in the middle of the men's Royal Rumble. So she... Yes, and yeah. apparently she dislocated her something Did in the her opening knees, stages of this match. She says her weren't good in general, but she said one of them dislocated temporarily and then went back in. Yeah. So it had some moments. I was I was surprised with a couple of the NXT with Michelle McCool, Undertaker's wife, going from kind of ringside to jumping in the match was kind of cool. Chelsea Green was a surprise. <laughs> Nia Jax at the end. It had enough. And then I didn't know a lot of the NXT folks. So a lot of folks, I was like, I don't know what the deal is with, with her. I don't know what the deal is with her. So maybe that was on me. But it wasn't as good as the men's. They have some work to do. And, uh, man. Well, there, yeah, I mean, you're right. The- the men have been around for decades ruling this sport. You know, the women, arguably, over the last 10 years have really started to step in. So we'll see how the women look in another 10 years and then another 10 years from that. I'm sure they'll be fine. But uh, it's, it's all about getting reps with them now. And with house shows being at an all-time low, as far as, like, number of them per year now, they don't have a lot of time, unfortunately, to get out there and hone their craft. So um, I'll read everything real quick here. Uh, number one was Rhea Ripley. She would end up winning the Royal Rumble. She lasted one hour, one minute, and eight seconds. Number two was Liv Morgan. She lasted. She was in there with the end against Ripley. She lasted one hour, one minute, and seven seconds. Dana Brooke, number three. Emma, number four. Shayna Baszler, number five. Bailey, number six, who was always great. Uh, number seven was B-Fab. Number eight uh, was Roxanne Perez. Number nine was Dakota Kai. Uh, number 10 was Io Sky. Number 11 was Natalia, who kind of was sort of coming back uh, after getting her nose broken in real life from Shayna Baszler in a match. Uh, number 12 was Candice LeRae, uh, 13, Zoe Stark, uh, 14, uh, Xia Lee. She's on the SmackDown. I really like her stuff. Number 15, Zoe Becky Stark Lynch. did well. That that was my first time seeing Zoe Stark. I thought she's got, she's got some chops and some talent. She was fun to watch in a lot of that. She was Zoe good. Stark lasted, uh, 26 minutes and 34 seconds, actually. Uh, Becky Lynch, number 15, uh, Tegan Knox, number 16, Oscar and her new kind of, Pay homage to her old Japanese gimmick. Uh, came Kana, out new, I think her name is. Yeah, yeah, with the new look and everything. But she looked really cool. She lasted 33 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, Piper, is it Niven? She's no longer yeah. Dewdrop. She's Piper Niven. Uh, she came out at number 18. Uh, Tamina Snuka uh, came out at number 19. Uh, Chelsea Green came out at number 20 and only lasted five seconds. It was immediately eliminated, eliminated which is really, really funny. Um 
Uh, number 21 was uh, Zelina Vega. Number 22 was Raquel Rodriguez, who I think is going to be a star. I think she looks great. Yeah. In there. She's big and she's awesome. They, they made her shine this whole Royal Rumble. Yeah, she might have been, besides Asuka, the MVP. Uh, or uh, Rhea also was the MVP, too. Uh, number 23 was uh, Maya Yim. Number 24 was Lacey Evans. Number 25 is Michelle McCool, which, like Craig said, she was sitting in the front row with her kids, and then her music played. She's like, I got to get in there, which is kind of funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 26 was Indy Hartwell. Uh, she's from NXT. Number 27 was Sonya Deville. Number 28 was Shotzi. 29 was Nikki Cross. And number 30 was Nia Jax. We don't really know if she's going to be back or not. It doesn't look like she's going to be permanently back. but uh, She, she had a T-shirt at the WWE shop, so she might be. Yeah, so she might be back. Uh, so that was the women's uh, Royal Rumble, and uh, like I said, I think middle of the they have a lot of work to do, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So, but Rhea wins, which is what everybody wanted, and I think that uh, it was is deserved, by the way, because besides Dom, she is like the number one driving force for Judgment Day. Uh, with, yeah. Without her and Dom, Judgment Day would not have worked. So I'm really, yeah. really happy that Rhea gets her her moment to shine. So it's going to be cool to see who she faces at Mania. Charlotte, who she's got a history with, and everyone's been talking about what a great athletic match it would be between her and uh, Bianca. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, now we're going to go to the main event, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this an awful lot. Uh, the main event was Roman It's the Reigns. Hardy concert. I'm just Oh, kidding. God, for the Hardy concert. I couldn't believe, yeah. There was a Hardy concert. He's terrible. Sorry. Maybe I'm old. Oh, I saved your mind. life last night, you said. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot that I Skyped with my kids, so I put uh, my live stream on pause, and so I fell behind by, like, you know, almost 10 minutes. And then as uh, I'm, you know, in the text with, with Craig and Dave and all that stuff, and then I this fucking guy gets on, and I'm like, oh, why do I have to watch this? And Craig's like, oh, you're behind. And I was like, that's right, I'm behind. So I got to fast forward that awful song, and I barely watched it. So the joke's on all of you who had to sit through live and watch it, because I didn't have to. So, uh, But it sounded awful, so I'm really glad. But uh, now we jump into the main event. Roman Reigns defends his undisputed Universal Championship uh, with Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn in his corner. He defeated Kevin Owens by pinfall in 19 minutes, 15 seconds. Um, but the the theatrics and the skit lasted. I mean, I think total they were out there for over half an hour. Um, I give this. I give this match. God, it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. Uh, the match I, was a solid B. It's nothing different than I've seen from KO and, and, and Roman, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It was solid, and it absolutely carried the main event. I give this all, but the, the storyline is an A+, plus, and I, is there anything better I could give it than a plus? Because the storyline here is probably the best WWE storyline I've seen told in, fuck, 20 years? Maybe more? Yeah. I don't even remember yeah. the last time. Maybe the twin referees or the big powers explode? I don't know. Like, it's... It's amazing, like the storyline and the amount of support that Sammy's gotten, and the fact that when pro wrestling is done right, you just buy into it, and it's fucking awesome. Cover by Roman Reigns, and thank goodness this is over. I still don't understand. There's a sequence where Owens takes a like his his back and his neck to the steps, and it happens twice. There's a fan in the front row that says, "Do it again." So actually, they did it again. 
Um, so the way, like, because you had to inca- incapacitate and completely beat up Owens by the end of this to further where they were going with the skit. So after those, um, like, those stairs bump and... Um, after everything, like Owens was just kind of laid out. So everyone's put it all on the line. There's a moment too, when he botches kind of his moonsault. Um, but the way he recovered was great. Um, but kudos to, and he give it as much as he gave it too. like Roman took a lot of stuff too. in this, it was, it was brutal. It was stiff. There was some strong style stuff in it, but at the end, Owens had to play the part where he was going to be destroyed and rendered completely unconscious. And he did, um, and it was it was fantastic. I give the match a B plus, and then I give um, the last segment an A plus too. It's probably a top five pop. When um, uh, I mean, we've all seen it. I'm Jess, so, you can go yeah. ahead and go into it. But when Sammy turn, hits Roman with a chair, yeah, yeah, the turn happened. We all knew it was going to come. We just didn't know how it was going to come because of the way they put Jay in there and Heyman's been on one side. It's all been just so expertly done. So at the end of this or whatever, the whole time Sammy. You know, kept his allegiance with uh, with uh, Roman, and Roman wanted him at ringside tonight, so he couldn't betray Roman or anything like that. And because you know they play off the long relationship that Sammy and Kevin Owens have, um, so you could see that Sammy was super done. But after Owens lost, Sammy was kind of like, "Okay, cool, we're done. We can leave him alone." You know, I can yeah. still be a part of the bloodline, and then my best friend, you know, or former best friend, whatever they want to call him, he can be you just left alone. Like you've done enough. But then Roman, of course, wants to beat Owens more. And he wants uh, Sammy, or it, so Sammy's begging him. They handcuffed him to the top rope, and then he was going to smash his head with the chair. Roman was, and then Roman looked at him, and Sammy's like, "No." He stood in front of him, and the crowd popped because they figured something was coming. And he's like, "Dude, this is beneath you. You don't need to do this. You're the tribal chief. You proved your point. Why do you have to do this? Just let him go." And then so Roman pretty much held the chair out to him, and he's basically like, "Well, it might be beneath me, but it's not beneath you." Hit him in the head, like, and so Sammy's like, "Shit." So the way I was watching. After that happened, I was watching Roman position himself, and I was like, Sammy's going to hit him. And I was watching the way Roman kept trying to give him his back or whatever, and they were playing it off, and they wouldn't do it, and then they played it off, and then they wouldn't do it. And then finally, Sammy cracks Roman to the back, and that place went fucking crazy. And then to throw another little precarious, like, for the next month into Elimination Chamber, Jay Uso, who used to hate Sammy, but recently at the War Games pay-per-view, fell in love with Sammy now, and he's like, Sammy's my buddy, like, walked away. And didn't want to partake in the beating down of Sammy. Because obviously Sammy sealed his own fate. They beat the shit out of Sammy. Ripped the bloodline shirt off him or whatever. And then the little lay, the red lay, which inducts you into the family or whatever. Roman took off rose by rose and dropped it on his chest. Which is another, like Craig said, he's so brilliant now with the way he can slow down and uh, uh, play to the crowd and milk everything and everybody was chanting 51,000 people fuck you Roman and Roman just glared yeah. out at them like whatever like he, that arrogance that he had of like I don't fucking care if you like me or not so so good uh Cody said and they it kept it loud too. They didn't try to bury it, which I really, really love. Like they, they, they kept the mics up on that for the crowd, which was awesome. Yeah. Cody said it best at the press conference. He was like, listen, you can factor in a lot of, you know, make your own list of factor a lot of things in that make someone the best in the world or whatever. He was like, nobody can tell me that Roman Reigns is not the best in the world. You can't. Like he takes advantage of every second. And he is when you're talking about performance and uh, not just physical performance, but facial expressions, acting, 
being a character, being in a hot storyline also helps a lot. Like, you know, when you're in a really good storyline that's clicking with the fan base, which this storyline has been for over a year now. Um, I think the fact that they've kept the storyline out for, and we're not tired of it. We want to know more now, like yeah. what happened. So it's, uh, yeah. it was just awesome. Like it was just some of the best, some of the best, uh, wrestling acting, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Uh, just when it's done right, man, you know, this is twin referees shit. This is mega yeah. powers exploding I, shit. This I is love like- online people dissecting every moment, which is great. It's, it's like, if you noticed, like Sammy only explained himself after he hit Roman to Jay. He didn't right. care about Solo or Jimmy. Like he was just the, he was yeah, telling he, Jay why. He likes He's Jay, only, yeah. And Jay at the trial last week was like, he he saw the good in me. Like there's yeah. a there's this really cool angle there. Um, me personally, think well, no, uh, not to get too ahead of it, but the, the the internet and we're all saying like, okay, so we've got Cody and Roman, but what are we going to do with Sammy and Roman? Because Sammy is arguably now the biggest baby face, regardless of whether you think he can hold the title or is big enough to, or what have you. But there's a problem going into WrestleMania where so, it's uh, Cody and Roman, and now Sammy's going to be cheered so more than it, any single yeah. person. Dave, uh, you know, has said, um, uh, he's like, I think that Sammy will win the Elimination Chamber, and it's going to be Sammy, Cody, and Roman. And I said, oh, that makes a lot of sense, but you don't want Cody booed. If you put Sammy in there with Cody and Roman, Sammy's got to win. Everyone's going to want that. You don't want to damage it. But uh, uh, Brian Alvarez, I know people are going to groan because I said his name from Wrestling Observer, um, said a really genius thing. He said, look, it's in Canada, Elimination Chamber. He's like, so uh, I think that there will be a world title match between Roman and Sammy. And so Sammy's going to fight as hard as he can. And Roman's just too dominant or whatever. And then everybody else will come in there. Jay will come out. And you think Jay's going to save him, but Jay will actually turn back with his brother because he can't. The blood. He's got to stay. So now, who else is from Canada? You won't see him because he last you saw him, he was handcuffed to the top rope. Outruns Kevin Owens. Clears the ring. Him and Sammy embrace. The place goes nuts. And now it's Sammy and Kevin against the Usos at Mania for the Undisputed Tag Titles. And they'll beat the yes. Usos. The place will go crazy. Now you still have that Sammy and Jay storyline. You could still play during that match, too. That yeah. whole dynamic. So... Their plan, this is what Alvarez guessed. He, he's like, I'm just guessing. But he's like, you don't want, you want Cody to be on his own mission for his father and his family. You do not want to cross Sammy with Cody because if Cody yeah. has to lay a hand on him in any way, like the people are going to boo him. So they're just like, yeah, Roman will, yeah. Roman will put his feud to rest. It's not really with Roman anymore. It's, it's Sammy's wanting to be accepted. And then Jay like accepting him. Like Craig said, he only talked to Jay. So I think they're going to do a perfect like shift and then they're going to make the tag match really important as well at WrestleMania. So I, I like that a lot better. Even though Dave's, uh, Dave's booking was creative. Fantasy booking was creative, but uh, I just think if you put Cody and Sammy in there, it's death for Cody. And I don't want that because you got to have two different storylines that are strong. I, and I honestly, so I, I agree. I said, um, Thinking about it uh, last night and today, I think it, it's going to be tag team titles because there's a lot, it's a lot. It's Kevin and Sammy together, so yeah. you're gonna have you're gonna have Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos at Mania, and it's either going to slow the the storyline down or honestly, after reading and seeing some of the things last night, Nia Jax coming back, uh, Tamina um, stuff that is makes the Rocks family happy. I don't oh, yeah. think we're I, I don't think we're that. done. S- I don't think we're done seeing The Rock, and I think the Bloodline story can still go, and Rock can still make Mania in some form. I might not wrestle, so yeah, but Triple still H could said, be a part uh, of it. They asked him that at the media scrub last night. They were like, uh, so what do you think about The Rock? He was like, well, and this is all like the 
the wrestling media that's in there. Uh, uh, and he was like, well, I don't know. You guys all keep telling me that he's not in shape. And like everybody laughed. He's like, so I mean, you guys are telling me this. I don't know. I guess The Rock can't make it because he's not in shape. That looks pretty damn swole to me. But and that he's all, no, all kidding aside, like yeah. Rock is super busy. Like he's incredibly busy. And he goes, if I know The Rock, like the way I know The Rock, because I used to, we used to push each other and we used to like get into it like in a good way, competitive way back in the day. He's like, um, he does not want to do anything if he can't be 100%. So if he can't commit himself 100% to a match or a big involvement, he will not be there. But if he can, he was like, I've always told him from day one, you don't even have to ask me. Just call me and tell me, how are you going to fit me in Triple H? He's like, because the door is always open for him. He's like, there's no rock has to pass our test or rock has to, we have to find a way to fit him in. If the rock ever wants to come back, he is in. And there's no questions. We'll just fit him in. So you never know. Yeah. You know, you don't know. I honestly, you know what, the, what, while you're talking right now, I wouldn't be surprised. Rock's not going to wrestle. I would not be surprised though, if uh, there's some sort of thing where the conclusion of the bloodline and rock shows up on night one because of the tag match, Roman gets involved or something. And there's something there with the bloodline and the whole thing yeah. culminates on night one, either. Well, maybe it's a six man or something for some reason. Maybe it's could be six man with Roman and six man and, and rock does something there to end the thing. And then Cody still wrestles him on the last night or whatever. So maybe I, I see, I or, see yeah, anything maybe not. happening. Like maybe, yeah, maybe the, there's the main event of night one is the tag title match and the main event of night two yeah. is Cody and, and Roman. It could very well be that too. Yeah. And Rocket still finish up the bloodline yeah. and show up and save because they, that's what they did last year. You saw Austin both nights at WrestleMania. They won whatever night you bought tickets to not be disappointed. Of. Him, yeah. But uh, overall, I give this, the first match was great. The second match or the last match was great. Everything in the middle was hey, like for me. So I give this, Let's do a B minus. I'll do a B minus overall for pay-per-view. I'll agree almost, with that. Almost a and C plus. I'll agree with that because it's so long. I was so it was it was becoming a chore to watch it and continue with it with three and a half hours in. I was like, this is yeah. it's too much. Like, find a way to just shorten it. Like there is too much of a good thing. Like I never thought I'd be complaining about the length of like pay-per-views and Royal Rumble, but it just I mean, fucking at the very Yeah, at the very least, you could have shortened like one of the Royal Rumbles. And then on top of that, you could have probably, I hate to say this, like, but get rid of the Bianca match because it was just a filler. And the Mountain Dew match had to stay there because it was a sponsor. So if yeah. you just have the men's Royal Rumble, the Mountain Dew match, the, men, the women's Royal Rumble, and then the main event, you we could have just gone Boom. out and saved like 15 Boom. minutes, 20 minutes maybe, and made it a little bit more palatable. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it, huh? Our Royal Rumble 23 review. We'll see you guys at Russell fucking Mania. <laughs> and uh, do the, oh, uh, I, I don't know how Dave signs off. God damn, damn it, Dave. When you don't come on the show, I'm going to talk right to you, Dave. You and me, WrestleMania night two. I don't know. Don't ever miss it. But, uh, you just don't go to our social media stuff. Go fuck yourself. Go do whatever else you do. And uh, this is uh, Jess and Craig for OWP signing off. Have a good one.